podcast for B2B marketers who are looking to grow their careers, reignite their passions for marketing, and create less stress in their day-to-day avalanche of tasks and unrealistic deadlines. Hi, I'm Alicia Miller, and I invite you to go on a journey of growth with me. I've spent more than 20 years chasing deadlines, fighting that cast of characters we serve as marketers, and was left feeling depleted and desperately seeking a solution that would give me the peace I so craved. Call me crazy, tell me it'll never work, but I found the relief I was so desperately seeking by shifting my mindset and using my marketing skills in clever ways to find the peace I was seeking and still getting to enjoy what I love, marketing. And I cannot not share this with you. Stop chasing new pastures, the grass is never greener. It just presents the same problems in different ways with different faces. In this podcast, we will have deep conversations with all levels of marketing professionals, internal clients, including the difficult ones, and leaders that will shake up how you think about your career in marketing, uncover new ways to tame the crazy, and give you strategies that will light up that passion for marketing you once had all while aligning yourself to your organizational's growth goals that will make your career soar. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to dive in and surge forward. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Alicia Miller and welcome to the second part of our episode, Inside the Marketing Machine all things marketers need to soar. This uh, two-part episode is uh, really cool. I brought Alex and Kim from Braithwaite Communications on, and we spent the first part of this episode all about influence and storytelling. Um, And we ended that episode really on a good note around, you know, positioning yourself to coach and learn how to present and influence ideas and working with your sales teams and producers uh, to better present and how do you get them in the room and get them to engage with you. Um, So we pick up there where we left off with a little bit more insight into how Braithwaite and Alex and Kim uh, approach this, which is uh, really inspiring and talk about how that impact can really affect you and your teams uh, and your career. Um, and then we transition into um, the the career longevity conversation and really how, you know, as marketers with this state of the economy and with the ever-changing technology and the up-and-coming generations of how they engage with marketing and how do you stay passionate how do you stay engaged um, and really create career longevity for yourself? You know, and we talk a lot about the pivots and the challenges and, you know, how important your vision of what your career is, um, the culture and team. Um, and both Kim and Alex bring some of their um, best advice on marketers on how to create that career longevity for yourself. So I hope you enjoy the second half. I'm really always passionate about 
um, these tips at the end of the interviews because I really want all of my audience and all of you marketers out there to really embrace and take control of your career and your career trajectory. Um, and you don't have to be in a place where you feel stuck or overwhelmed. You can really take control of this um, just by changing your mindset a little bit and hearing from other marketers who have been there, done that, um, and, you know, or like have even, you know, are struggling with things um, can really give you some insight on and thoughts on how you approach your own career. So without further ado, let's dive right in and uh, get back into the conversation with Alex and Kim. There's power in like knowing who your audience is and what's going to resonate with them in the same way that you approach your external clients. And it's interesting that guys focus so much on structure and delivery because you're absolutely right. I've seen it so many times go off the rails with different questions being asked and not quite knowing how to pivot into that and then bring them back to center and letting it go off the rails and get too far into the weeds where everybody at the table ends up being confused and um, not sold on the vision and getting those folks. And this is like an interesting question that I have is, you know, I, in past jobs, I've done actual coaching and training for sales professionals for pitches, right? And we've done crazy exercises where we're like, you know, doing the eye exercises where you're like getting comfortable with having eye contact and the pregnant pauses and all of those things. Um, and as you can imagine, it's really hard to pull highly successful sales folks into a room to do those exercises. Like, what does that look like for you guys? Do you do similar types of exercises or is it more like theory based? And how do your the leaders and marketers react to that type of coaching? Yeah, it's all of those things. So yeah. we first and foremost, we try to make any of our trainings fun because no one wants to sit. <laughs> they can be, I mean, we've all been through them. They can be so boring. But we try truly to practice what we preach. And if we're going in and teaching a group of people how to present better, we better present well, right? Or else we're not <laughs> as credible. So our, um, we always use presentation decks because we do think that they help people just take in the message better. But those are even presented in a way that are leaning heavy on visuals, not using a lot of words. Um, and we actually have this, Kind of structure that we will follow for our decks that make it more fun and bring the salespeople into the process or whomever is our end audience. Um, and we we actually have this this metaphor that we'll use our uh, this example like think of like Cinderella. So the story of Cinderella, right? There's a you could present it in multiple ways. You could say, yeah, there's a little orphan girl who. Um, didn't have uh, her, her father died and she went to this ball and she fell in love with a prince and she lived happily ever after. And that's the super boring story, right? But then you add in all the details, you add in like the rising action, the falling action, the complex, the, the 
um, any of the conflicts and then the resolution. And it becomes this like everlasting fairy tale. Well, the same thing needs to happen in any sort of presentation. So that's the way we train. We have rising action, falling action, some conflicts, some surprising elements to kind of break up the monotony and keep the audience engaged with that. Um, and then we do a lot of role playing, which people don't love. I'll be honest. I mean, put <laughs> on the spot in front of people who are teaching you something, um, but we'll infuse role playing kind of throughout the the session itself to practice things that we teach in little snippets. So to your point, like the pregnant pauses, the eye contact, like we'll, we have an entire section on vocal delivery. And after the vocal delivery session, we'll do a, a short role play specifically to work on those tactics. And then we'll go through kind of physical communication, like using space, um, eye contact, using gestures, and then do a role play based on that. So that it hopefully um, doesn't ever seem like quite as overwhelming. Um, and they are all tailored. So if there's like a very seasoned group of people that have half of it down, we'll just kind of freeze over that section and then go into something else they can use more. And I, I think what Alex is saying also ladders back to what we were talking about at the top of this call, which is uh, we really try to serve as extensions of the clients that we work for. We really try to learn who they are as people, who they are at the office, how their office operates, how the corporate structure works. We really try to kind of ingrain ourselves in everything that's going on in their world um, because we do have these, these masterclass presentations, but they are always customized for whatever would work best for our clients. Um, so we have a, a kind of a, a giant platform that we follow that's always being updated, always being kind of uh, reinvented, um, but really about making those lessons and those trainings and, and those examples and those role plays really resonate with, with the people that we're, we're delivering them to. So everything is customized. Everything is built around who that client is um, for that particular use case of whatever the training is for. Kind of one of the most fun things that we put in all those trainings are like tips to like, you could call them like kind of like cheat codes or like little like life hacks for different situations. So when we have media training, we'll give a lot of tips on how to like pivot the conversation or if we're doing um, like effective communication trainings for contacts, we'll give like different ways that you fill the space as you're trying to collect your thoughts. And we'll give tips for structure. And we say, like, memorize a few of them. You don't have to do all of these. But if you can get a few of these in your back pocket and get comfortable with it, you then, even if you don't have an answer, something can come out of your mouth. One of those, like, just take up a few five seconds, give yourself five seconds of thinking time to come up with the answer. And if you have a structure to that answer, you can lead yourself as you're answering it to an answer essentially, instead of just coming, um, like spewing out words that don't necessarily relate back to the topic. Oh, you guys are like speaking to my heart. So like coming from sales enablement, like this is like gold, right? So just a little plug for everyone out there, bring Braithwaite in and have them train your sales staff. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> it makes a huge difference, you know, even the like small things that I was doing with my teams, we saw huge change. And when we started storytelling versus just regular presentations, right. And at one of the companies, we went from like a 20% run rate to a 90% win rate, right. So what you're talking about, like, I don't think people realize the value and layering storytelling with what you're talking about with that structure and that masterclass on how to deliver that message in a way that's actually going to connect to people. Um, it's really powerful stuff. And I love like everything that you guys said about how you kind of infuse that and make it funner for, for people to engage. Because I always found that's the hardest part is pulling in, you know, <clears throat> brokers or bankers who make multi-million dollars and trying to get them to go through these exercises and refine their skills. But once you have a few of them bought on and they're realizing these great results, um, coming back and telling those stories to your network to bring everybody on board um, is really powerful. So um, I'm so glad to hear that you guys are doing that, having success with that and making it fun so that people are like coming into the fold with uh, how they're telling their stories. So I'm going to pivot a little bit. Um, you know, it, the market in the economy right now is beyond challenging. Um, and I'm sure you guys are feeling it. Um, I know um, my marketers and my network are feeling it. There's this, you know, increasing pressure to deliver more results with less resources, whether it be financial resources or even like staffing resources, um, technology, like everything's being crunched. Um, and as we're hitting these pressures, how are you guys keeping yourselves from being, you know, um, I, I don't want to say frustrated, but like, getting stuck in that pressure, right? And keeping the passion alive for what you're doing. Because I think marketing has a lot to do with, you know, your passion about it and how you get excited about it and what lights you up. And that's how you are creative, right? We're all creatives. So talk to me about how you guys are keeping your passions alive so that you can show up for your clients in a way that's going to help them stay passionate and showing up for their companies to deliver on those pressures. I think one of the things you said there, Alicia, is is a big chunk of it. And I'll speak for Alex because I know she agrees here, but we both love our jobs. We love what we do. Um, so yes, absolutely. We're seeing challenges with um, market shifts and, and that's going to happen, right? It's, it's constant. Um, but that challenge is what keeps, I think, at least for me, it's what keeps me passionate about it. Um, and you guys know this, but as a marketer, every day has 50 new challenges, um, especially an agency where we're working across a number of different clients that are all experiencing 50 new challenges. So it's just kind of compounded. And it, it does, it, it certainly gets daunting and, and it can be uh, exhausting at times, but it's it also is so exciting uh, simply because we just have an ingrained passion for, for what it is that we do on a day-to-day -day basis. But we're always solving challenges, business challenges through communications. 
And, you know, it might sound like marketers making the case for marketing, but I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what marketing and communications can really do for an organization and like how many ways, how many levers we have at our disposal to do that. There's so much stuff, tactics, whatever you want to call it, that that is possible to, to use and you can use them in concert in different ways and they have different kind of outputs and so we see it a lot like almost like math too. What plus what else will get us to the end goal of, of whatever the business has in place? And uh, and then how do we explain what we've come up with in that formula in a way that will help our clients understand the value of, of the strategy that we're putting in front of them? So that's that's kind of the, the main challenge that we face on a day-to-day, but I'd say the reason that we're still so passionate about it, even through tough times and stressful times and, and any challenge or, or change in the market, um, is really kind of comes down to we just love what we do and we we love the challenge of it. Yeah, and I think there's, I echo everything that Kim said, and there's kind of two other pieces I would add on. So the first um, will be different for everyone. Like there's the discipline of marketing and then there's the industry you work in. And to Kim and I, we are very much of the mind that we love the marketing discipline. And I could be representing any um, working in the most like nuanced B2B space or some consumer retail side. And I would still love the marketing of it. And that's not true of everyone. So if you're the type of person that really loves a particular industry or a particular sector and you like marketing, but you love that that sector more, then you need to figure out a way to work in that sector in marketing. If you love the discipline, then like working at an agency that works in a lot of different industries is the way to go. But kind of figuring out which school of thought you fall into and going with that can alleviate a lot of the burned out feeling that I think a lot of people get uh, when they don't really understand where they fall. Uh, and then the, the, the second part that kind of keeps me showing up and keeps a lot of our employees showing up every day um, is really our, like, our culture and our people. So we have a saying that you're never, every day is not going to be a good day, but it should never be a bad day because of your colleagues. And that's really this like tenant that we hold entirely true, regardless of what happens on an account, regardless of what happens in a new business situation or a particular tactic we're running, like our, we are always there for each other and want to push each other up and have fun and commiserate about it, whatever we need to do to make sure that like we are a source of joy for each other um, can like make all the difference when times are, are a little bit tougher. Thinking about um... A topic that I've been diving into is, you know, career longevity and how, you know, the partnerships and the teammates that you have and the culture that you have is the key to longevity in your career um, and not getting caught in that cycle where you're leaving an organization every two to three years because, you know, you you just get tired and you uh, need need change of scenery, need change of players. But think it's it's interesting too to hear like you know even though you guys have 50 different clients coming out of you it's still that that team culture that you have in the background that's supporting you enough 
to like keep that excitement and joy and that you're able to lift each other up because that team is so important. We spend our days with them, right? You know, and um, I think people forget like how important that culture and that team aspect is to keeping you happy and grounded and, you know, making sure you're in the right place to do that, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm biased, but I, I mean, I've been at Breakway now for 13 years and wow. two and a half years as an intern prior. So this has basically been the, like the majority of my professional career. Um, and so I can't speak more to the culture that, that, we, <laughs> that we built and that we fostered. And I, I can uh, second that from a completely different perspective. I was a person who was switching jobs every two, sometimes less than two years. Uh, and it's tough. It is not easy to find a good culture Um especially in, in the types of work that we do, because it can get so stressful so quickly. And I think that weighs on a lot of people and, and it makes, you know, whatever environment you're in a little bit tougher. Um, but we have, uh, I've been at Breakweight for almost four years now. So still, you know, earning my tenure, <laughs> but uh, everyone here is fantastic. I really can't say enough about the experiences that I've had at Breakweight. And obviously, Alex being here for 13 plus years at this point really says uh, all that you can say about a place that's not typical in agency world ever. <laughs> no, I mean, that speaks volumes. And the fact that you're like sitting here with a smile on your face and, you know, <laughs> still able to be creative because like you have to be like in a happy, you know, mindset to be creative, to deliver those creative solutions and innovative strategies because if you're not, you're, you know, your career will start lagging because you just don't have the energy and mental space to deliver something that's going to move the needle. So, you know, kudos to you guys, you know, for fostering that kind of environment for marketers. And, you know, it is, it is hard. Kim, I'm with you. Like I've been through a lot of different companies. Um, it's hard to find good cultures. And when you find them, you, you want to stick around, you know, and I found myself later in my career solely focusing on that and no longer focusing on like what industry or what niche or like, you know, I just want to work somewhere where there it's good people and we support each other and we can go to work and like get our job done and feel good about it. So um, that leads into my closing, which I, I end all of my uh, interviews in this way. Cause you know, I'm trying to like really get the marketing community out there to think differently about how they're approaching their work and, you know, tap into all of the marketers around us who are successful. So for each of you, if you, if you had one piece of advice that you could give some marketing professionals who are struggling or, you know, frustrated, what would that be? What do you think could help move the needle for them? Yeah, so I'll take kind of the philosophical side to it. And I, I know Kim will come at it from more of a practical side. So my advice is always be curious and critical. Um, I think that if you don't bring like this voracious, like urge to like be curious about everything that you do, um, you aren't going to be into doing it well and kind of pushing yourself. And then kind of the critical side of it comes into play that we always should be looking at 
what we're doing in, in from a lens of how we can make it better. So is this solving the, the right challenge? Is this the right opportunity at the right time? Is there something else that we, that we could be doing that is going to help our client out more? It's going to help our, our business out more. Uh, so if that's kind of like this attitude that you can bring every day, um, it helps like permeate through all of the work um, that you'll do and help elevate it. And I'd say the, my advice is kind of an extension of what Alex is saying. And again, a little bit more from a day-to-day perspective, but especially for marketers that are feeling frustrated, I think um, sometimes it's easy, especially when you're working in a space where maybe you have a designated role in marketing to lose sight of just how much is possible within the, the realm of marketing and communications. I mean, there's so many kind of sub-disciplines of, of the space that, that you can get involved in. Um, and to kind of compound that is the fact that the industry is just evolving at such a rapid pace right now. Um, it always has. It's always been a little bit different every five to 10 years, but with the expansion of technology and digital channels and social media and all of these things, it's just what marketing and communication is today is, is unrecognizable from what it was five or 10 years ago. So those two things kind of coupled together, I'd say, if you love the work, never get comfortable because probably when you get comfortable is when you stop learning and you're stop, you've stopped growing and you're stopped trying new things. And, and it's so critical to keeping things fresh and, and making that challenge fun each and every day um, is bringing kind of a new perspective or a new tool or a new outlook or whatever that might be to the situation. Things that work today are probably won't work tomorrow. So I think the biggest thing for me is that I just try to keep challenging myself to learn new things. And, and I, I'd recommend for anyone that, that feels kind of stagnant to, to do the same, because I think it'll help you kind of reinvigorate your passion for the discipline, but it'll also set you apart because um, not everybody is doing that. Not everybody is keeping up with the latest and, and it's a good way to, to stay competitive as a professional. I love you know, both of those, you know, perspectives. And it's interesting, like, I, I've always heard the statement of, if you're comfortable, then you're not moving forward, right? Um, and I think it plays really well into, you know, Alex's, you know, notion of curiosity and, and what you're talking about, Kim, of staying on top of things is like, always trying to find ways to move forward and always trying to evolve yourself while you're stretching yourself and figuring out where you fit into the bigger picture and where you're passionate about. That's one of the things like I try to empower my teams to do is like, you know, what piece are you passionate about? And let's see if we can create a path for you in that way. Um, and it plays really well into that whole, like constantly stretching yourself, the growth mindset, right? It's like all these like uh, trendy, tr- you know, words and phrases that are out there really have true meaning behind them. And they're not just trendy, you know, uh, terms that we throw around. Yeah, I, I will say like Kim and I are both, both of our, our pieces of advice do come from a place where we are like really happy in general. So it's a lot easier to say, like, be curious and, and continually challenge yourself when you feel good about what you're doing and you don't feel like a complete overwhelmed mess all of the time. So I think like 
that would it'd be a baseline that like you have to like work in a place or find a way to craft your job first in a way that leaves you with like extra fuel in your tank to be curious and to have a growth mindset because if you're and like we've uh, we've been there there are times when you get so busy that you can't get out of your head at all to even like walk the mailbox yeah. at the end of the day in this remote <laughs> world and figuring out a way to kind of solve that first um then opens the door for this like growth to start Absolutely. I mean, and to that point, like, I feel like these conversations and, you know, what my hope is and all of this is that anyone listening to it who is in that space, you know, has the opportunity to hear that it is possible, right? Like the marketing world um, across the different companies and industries, it's not all the, you know, the same. There are, you know, opportunities to be curious and to be happy and find the right team and find the right niche um, where you can grow and really create impact and still be excited about why you came to marketing in the first place, right? Because we all came here for a reason and that's because it's fun and it's exciting and we can be creative and uh, create impact along the way, um, which I think fuels most of us. It's a very creative uh, space and there is good in it. You just have to learn how to like, okay, recognize that it is. And then what do I need to do to get to that place? Um, and it's not always leaving your job, right? Maybe it's looking at it from a different perspective and, you know, hearing from, you know, marketers like you and like even just how you use storytelling to help change the perspectives of leaders, you know, is huge because I think a lot of marketers, again, don't understand how to use the tools that they are equipped with. For their own career and their own brand to promote themselves internally and to, you know, get leaders bought into the cool projects that they want to take on that are actually going to make an impact and help them grow, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, all, so all of the good stuff that you guys brought to this interview, you know, I'm hoping sparks those ideas on how they can reposition themselves and create environments that they love again and partnerships that, you know, are going to last and bring in partners like you guys, where we're not just bringing in partners who are going through the motions and, you know, meeting sales goals, but they're actually thinking through, you know, their clients' needs and strategies in a meaningful way and using the toolkit to create results. Right. Um, so, um, thank you guys so much for your time today and all of the insight that you have. You know, I'm a huge fan um, and uh, hopefully, you know, we can continue this conversation later and I um, hope you guys enjoyed coming on the show. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Thank you for having us, Alicia. We really appreciate it. Yes, this has been so much fun. It's been so great reconnecting with you and we love talking about this stuff anytime. Please have us back on. Awesome. Thank you guys. Before I leave you today, I just wanted to give you a quick update on everything Find Your Search, the company behind the podcast. I've been busy at work launching different products and programs that will help you elevate your impact, win over stakeholders, and reignite your passion for marketing. 
first, if you do not already follow me on LinkedIn, head on over there and look for Alicia Miller and follow me. I have been putting out articles um, and working to start conversation amongst the marketing community so that we can continue to inspire each other and learn. These articles can also be accessed through my website at findyoursearch.com where you can also subscribe uh, to my monthly newsletter that will give you a view into all the new things I've put out into the world. That's 321 Elevate, um, and it's only monthly, so you won't get spammed with you know emails every day, every week. Um, I really try to make it a digest of an easy way for you to access the newly launched content um, and get a glimpse into what's going on with Find Your Surge. While you're at the site, uh, you can also see a newly launched section called Create Growth. And this part of the site is where I've been launching a lot of new bundled programs for my one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, I've got Alignment Advantage, a program that's consisted in three sessions where we create a customized roadmap for yourself to gain clarity around your career vision dive into your roadblocks, gaps, and opportunities so that you can achieve that vision and really define the steps that will start you on that journey. I also have my 12-week uh, program on the Strategic Leadership Catalyst. This is a um, application-only uh, program. It's really intense, 12 weeks to set yourself up with a very deep program on how to reposition yourself from a task taker to a strategic partner um, by leveraging influence within your organization. So really, if that's something that you are looking to take the next step between, you know, a director to head into the executive, you know, vice president suite um, and move up the ladder and gain that visibility in your career, um, this is a great program for you to really organize an action plan that will help you forge powerful partnerships and the trust needed where you can create that career vision. I've also launched a couple workshops, a five-part workshop on Project Fusion, where if you have a specific project that you're looking to get buy-in, I will partner with you on creating that clarity, that story, um, the KPIs at, you know, need it to help win over the stakeholders so that you can get that project across the finish line. And what's great about this workshop is that it's small, it's focused, but it gives you the tools so that moving forward, you know exactly the framework that you need to follow for future projects. I'm offering a multi-day marketing retreat for those teams that want to really get on the page with not just you know, uh, one aspect, but once their whole marketing team to a create a foundation where they're utilizing their time in the best way possible, um, but also aligning their impact to company growth goals and creating a beginning of a plan on how to start creating those trusted partnerships and what that roadmap might look like. That particular one is customized to everybody's uh, needs, so feel free to reach out to me if you're interested, and we can discuss what you want to get out of the program and create a custom uh, package for you. 
I will be offering for a limited time um, a free access to a digital course for impact planning. Um, this goes along with my Octo planning system, which if you haven't checked into it today, check that out. It's a core planner that helps guide you with the framework needed to make sure that you are focused on what's going to make an impact, what's going to keep you passionate so that you're delivering the best product um, and deliverables out there and how to identify things to streamline and to do that in a way that doesn't overwhelm. Um, and it really creates a foundation for success in your career and gives you that room to breathe so that you can uh, think about your career longevity and your career vision. Um, and then, of course, you know, my Elevate Your Impact. This is a marketing and leadership alignment program. And this is like kind of the creme de la creme piece and is meant for organizations to tap into. It's a three session uh, program that starts with your leadership team where I facilitate an alignment workshop so that you can really understand where the company is going and where marketing can underpin and create goals that truly aspire and, uh, and impact uh, with your teams. Um, the second session is a planning workshop with your marketing team leaders where we dive in with them to create specific objectives um, and KPIs uh, that are backed to create the impact aligned with those strategic goals. And then session three is a fun, fun session with your entire marketing team to tap into everybody's thoughts and creativity. Um, it's a brainstorming session where we can really unleash creative and innovative big ideas that are going to make a splash in your market and really underpin those goals. So this is all about, you know, really creating a marketing uh, strategy to underpin everything that you do and make everybody feel connected and aligned, as well as giving everybody an opportunity contribute to what matters to the organization and start repositioning your teams to be that strategic partner. Um, so I would love to hear from you guys on what I have here that is really resonating with you. Um, what's not, I am here for you. So as always, I want to hear from you. You know, what will help you move the needle? Topics for the podcast, topics for articles, templates that would help you ramp up quicker, training topics that I can dive into for you and you can access directly. Reach out to me directly at alicia.miller at findyoursearch.com and let's grow together. Thank you again, everyone, for joining me on this podcast. And I am so excited for all that's to come. Uh, and I will catch you next time on the next episode of the Search